I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers! Cheers! That sounded weirder than normal, (laughs) because I put Anne in charge of buying lemonade this week, and she bought peach and mango lemonade, which both sound really delicious, Mm -hmm. but the thing about vodka lemonades is you need the acidity to, like, block out the vodka taste. Yeah. And peach and mango don't do that. No. So I'm drinking water. (laughs) I still got mango, though. (laughs) The mango one was way better than the peach one, Mm -hmm. but, like, not enough that I could recreate it. Yeah. So I took, like, a quarter shot and then went, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm now drinking water. So sorry. There we go. Okay. So, as we speak now, Anne and I just finished a... I mean, marathon is a strong word, but we watched it was back a double to feature. Back. It yeah. was a double feature of two Netflix original teen movies, The Kissing Booth and Alex Strangelove. Mm-hmm. Before we dive in to the teen goodness, okay, I swear I must have known this before, um, but I was like Wikipedia-ing or IMDb-ing, and do you know who... Daniel Gillies, a.k.a. Elijah, from the originals. Do you know who he's married to? No, who? Rachel Leigh Cook. What? Yeah. Do you have a picture of their wedding? Do I have a picture of their wedding? (laughs) Do you have a picture of them together? (laughs) I can find a picture of them together. Um, Wow. For sure. Because I must have known that. Like, I must have known that. Yeah, there's no way you didn't. Um, But, like, how bizarre, right? Look at them. Nick at them. Oh, heavens. What a cute couple. But wow. I know. And I was like, that's so perfect, actually, because Rachel A. Cook of, you know, teen or like late 90s, early 2000s. Was she the Molly Ringwald of her age? Eh, that's probably a strong. Was she the Lindsay Lohan of her age? <sighs> was she the Shailene Woodley <laughs> of her age? Maybe that's more accurate, because I feel like the late 90s, early 2000s, there wasn't, like, one person mm-hmm. who necessarily stood out, because mm-hmm. there was What's-Her-Face from Clueless, um, Alicia Silverstone, mm-hmm. and there was Rachel Lee Cook, um, there was uh, Kristen Dunst, Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst, um, Mandy Moore, and Mandy Moore, yeah, there was more variety, whereas 80s, you're like Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Like, no yeah. one else. Because the the John Hughes dominance of the teen film. Which exactly. started the dominance of the teen film. Mm-hmm. But 90s and 2000s, there are all sorts of people. Yeah, yeah. They're like, so. let's diversify this, and by diversify, I mean blondes and brunettes. Yeah. Anyway, that's just like a bit of fun trivia, mm. is Elijah and... What was her name and she's all that? I have no idea. Um, I'm going to look it up. I love she's all that. Maybe it was Eliza because that's what it was in the um, My Fair Lady. And I the same don't. Thing. Her name is Lainey. Anyway, I feel like that's a nice lead in because literally everything <laughs> that's happened this week is terrible. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about it. We're here to be your escape. Uh, and also and we want to be own. a little bit more timely because it takes me like more than a week to edit this sometimes. It's okay. You know. It's okay. 
Okay, so the first movie we watched today was The Kissing Booth, which is one of the like top trending films on Netflix right now with Joey King of Ramona and Beezus. Oh my. And also other things. That's just what yeah. I remember was her she in. Beezus or Ramona? She was Ramona. Oh. Beezus was played by Selena Gomez. Oh yeah, they both have baby faces. They do, but that's like good casting, right? But yeah, they do match, the baby faces match. Because I said Selena Gomez, we were talking about why the romance in The Kissing Booth felt so weird mm-hmm. and it was because joey king had a baby face yeah. and her love interest was 6'3 and looked like he was 27 yeah yeah even though he's 20 he's 20 um she looks like if you made a cross between rory gilmore era alexis bladell and selena gomez i see that because she's got the striking she blue has, like, eyes a very round face just a too yeah heart-shaped face yeah very pouty lips mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah, she's been another thing. She was on another podcast that I listened to this past week. I really like the Lady Gang mm-hmm. podcast, and she was their guest, so I know all sorts of like insider scoop oh. about the kissing booth that I will reveal over Excellent. the course of this. Yeah. Over the course of this yeah. segment. Um, where do we want to start with the kissing booth? I wrote down a bunch of stuff, but do you want to just like... What a film. <laughs> it, I just... I feel like it was worth watching because it's not... I don't think it's like any other teen movie I've seen, but I also hated it. I hated how I felt watching it. And I was confused as to why I hated it, which made it worse. It was really bad. Um, it was like, I knew it was bad, like at 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And people were talking about how misogynistic it was, and it was. Oh, and the tone was all over the place. Like, yeah. It, it got like... Went from, like, happy, like, oh, I could see this being on, like, Disney Channel to, like, this is, like, violent, and actually I'm a little scared right now, and I'm very uncomfortable. Mm. Very quickly. <laughs> so, oh, man. I, what a roller coaster. Um, we did a lot of screaming during this movie, but yeah. I also took a lot of notes during this movie, <laughs> and two things that I wrote down were maybe, like, halfway through the movie, Anne says, what is happening, Lita? And then... Like, maybe 20 minutes later, she said, I don't like this film, Lena! Which, I mean, gives you a sense. I feel like I said that multiple times. You probably did, but I wrote it down in all caps. Yeah, yeah. I said it in all caps, so I'm glad you wrote it down that way. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so some background on The Kissing Booth. Yeah, loose loose overview of the plot. Well, before we even get to the plot, this was based on a 15-year-old's Wattpad story that's apparently also published but yeah it felt like a lot of wish fulfillment and a lot of like teen fantasy yeah it's like a I described it at one point we were watching like this is just like a series of gifts pulled from various other teen rom-coms yeah and then in the middle of it there's some like raunchy fan fiction that seems it all together Mm -hmm. and which like is fine and it makes sense that a 15 year old wrote it because that's how my like fantasies were when yeah. I was 15. Yeah. But it felt wrong for the screen because I think when you're having like a, a private fantasy to yourself and you're just like, I don't know, on the bus thinking to yourself, uh, you don't have to really parse out the politics of it. Mm-hmm. But as a movie, it's like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. And I hate it. Also, it's 2018. Like, I don't know when she was 15 and when she wrote it, but it feels like, you know, not in the past couple years, mm-hmm. I think, because a lot of these problems could have been solved with a text. Well, that, and also, it felt dated in some ways. More than just the music? 
Oh my god, I wrote the period music, period. They played the safety dance at a dance. And they played that song from The Breakfast Club. Ew. Um, and something else that was... The Don't You Forget About Me one? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Like, why are they playing music from the 80s? Mm-hmm. These kids are 16. No. Okay. I listened to a lot of 80s music. I loved Men Without Hats. Like, unironically <laughs> loved Men Without Hats. I like the bangles. Oh, that's solid. Okay, other, like, background things about this movie. It was filmed in South Africa. Why? Unclear. Yeah, we don't know if it's a budget thing or if it's just a... I have no idea. I made a comment at one point in a scene where Joey King is playing soccer. I was like, girl, like, your boobs are all over the place. That sports bra is not... we really sympathize with her for that. And she and Anne said they spent their sports bra budget on trips to South Africa, (laughs) which I just thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, And then the other sort of, like, background thing about this movie is it's a real love story it's oh, a real no. the I didn't notebook know no i mean not real love story and like that actually happened okay, but like joey king and jacob elody or however you say his name uh-huh. the guy who played the older brother are together irl which is funny because we she's spent, so small she's so small and he's so tall and all of their kissing scenes looked so uncomfortable he has to bend over her as an adult like, would to a child. Bend his... And the... As Anne rightly pointed out, the angles that they film with do not help. They only ever film her looking up and him looking down. They mm-hmm. don't do, like, shots of them looking at each other, really. Yeah. Or, like, put her on a box. It's movie magic. It's fine. That's how they did The Hobbit. It's fine. Stilettos. I'm just saying. It just made her... She could have worn She stilettos. came up to, like, nipple height. Yeah. And he towered over her. Had yep. very broad shoulders. His his hands go all the way around her neck. That looked so creepy. She looked like a yeah. child. And so it's like, it's like, these are, like, two beautiful people who, like, it would make sense for them to be in a makeout scene. But with each other, I hate it. Yeah, it was bad. It was really, In my really stomach, bad. I feel how much I hate it. <laughs> so best of luck to them in real life. And may she wear as many heels as she wants. I mean, I guess... I guess... I guess that's true. Um, Okay. I'm just looking at the other (laughs) notes that I made. Molly Ringwald was the mom, mom. was one of the moms in this movie. Mm -hmm. The other one died of cancer. Um, That's a common theme in many teen films. Yeah, and we'll get to that later. Don't even worry about it. Um, Sorry, my notes are funny. Well, should we should we sketch out the the plot yeah, so people let's can follow? Sketch it out. Okay, so Joey King plays what's her face? She plays L. L. Oh yeah, because her name is Shelley. L. Levens. Oh, I don't I remember know. I remember being weird that her name, name was like L. Evan. Oh, L. Evans. That's L. Evans. Oh yeah, there you go. Her name was L. Evans, and she has this best friend named Lee, and they were born on the same day at the same hospital because their moms are best friends, and I guess fucked their husbands on the same exact time frame i don't know um but they're best friends and lee has an older brother named noah and they all go to the same prop school together and in south africa yeah well but it's la (laughs) but it's filmed in south africa and for sure you can kind of tell but you don't worry about it uh and you know alice going through a lot of changes yeah (laughs) she's becoming a woman Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's discovering her sexuality Mm -hmm. and uh through a series of shenanigans involving a kissing booth fundraiser event uh she ends up kissing her you know kind of crush but not really but more of a fantasy but like kind of really Mm -hmm. uh noah which is her best friend lee's older brother 
and it's like magic and it was like <laughs> overdone there's a lot of spinning in there's like, a lot the of first spinning. kiss scene and it's a whole deal so they meet up later at a party and there's a lot of like weird fist fights involved that suck there are a lot of fights but anyway it, they have like a twilight moment where edward saves bella from the creepy dudes in uh port angeles uh-huh. like that happens basically at a party and uh for some reason <laughs> noah takes her to the hollywood sign and they have sex and i was like that seems a bit off the rails i know for a fact there's not like a clear pathway up there you have to really scramble up that hill she's in a bathing suit how did this happen but again, it's a fantasy. Yeah. And they before like, that, they yeah. made out in a gazebo. They made out in a gazebo. Yeah, and that was where we were like, like sound this music doesn't style. work. Yeah, like that kind of gazebo. Yeah. Uh. They didn't make out in a gazebo. Like and he was giving her a ride home on his motorcycle, and I'm like, oh god. Uh. And the worst part about the sex scene, and I think there's a lot of interesting politics of sex and mm-hmm. virginity in these two movies. Oh, yes. But something that we both, like, looked at each other and made faces at. So they're making out mm-hmm. at the Hollywood sign. Yeah, and he, like, you know, puts his hand inside the collar of her shirt or something like that. And he's like, we don't have to. Yeah, and it's like, no shit, you don't have to. She knows that, you know that. Like, that's not the thing to say in this moment. Also... It pisses me off. Again, teenagers do not go... From zero to sex. No, you like, gotta... He like was a her serial first killer, kiss. start with, like, small animals. <laughs> That's a really weird analogy. Ramp up. But we'll, we'll ignore that. As a teenager, uh, <laughs> you start you with, just, like, You have to take the steps. Small stuff. You have mm-hmm. to go through it sequentially. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to you. I don't know. Yeah. It ramps up really fast, and I was like, this is getting a little bit on the rails. But, like, okay, I'll, I'll roll with it. Um, it doesn't get less bananas. No. They have a secret romance, which was a bad call. Um, hide it from her best friend, Lee, which was never going to end well. Nope. And, you know, it blows up in both of their faces Uh in a very dramatic fashion that I wasn't prepared for. And I'm still upset about, actually. Uh, and eventually they, people cool the fuck off and figure it out. Thanks to Molly Ringwald. I guess. Um, okay, some other things <laughs> before we move on from, so the scene, or I guess the, the sequence of scenes when they end up having sex for the first time is mm-hmm. because this guy is trying to get her to go to a hot tub with him. He's just being weird. He's being and like. And she's like, no, I don't want to go to the hot tub. And he grabs her arm and starts dragging her to the hot yeah, tub. Yeah, it was which not good. sucks. And then. Noah freaks out and punches yeah, him because that's an, what he he's, does. He's an aggro dude because he's 6'3 and he can super take aggro. anybody. Uh, it's a little bit too much for me, actually. But it reminded me because I kept making fun of his, like, creeper eyes. And at one point I was like, oh, his smirky face. And I was like, what is that reminding me of? What is that reminding me of? One of my favorite quotes from Glee oh my God. when Chris Colfer, a.k.a. Kurt, mm-hmm. encounters Sebastian, a.k.a. Grant Gustin, um, and they're sitting in a coffee shop and he's like, I don't like your CW hair. I don't like your smirky <laughs> little meerkat yeah. face. Yeah, he, he's the kind of who'd have a small arc on Supernatural season four. Who? The creepy face Noah. guy? Noah. Uh, creepy face guy, I mean, would also have a different arc. Oh, but, but would, Noah would? They both, everybody would. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but smirky little meerkat face, it gives me every time. 
okay. Oh, and then Lee gets a girlfriend whose name we learn exactly once. Rachel. It's Rachel. Anne says, Rachel is the chat of names. Well, Wait, because he's the chase of names. He said it and I immediately forgot it. <laughs> Anne was like, Wait, what's her name? <laughs> he literally had just said it. And I'm like, What was her name again? <laughs> she literally had no function in this movie except to like distract I, him a I little. I think it was to prove that the reason Lee was so mad about finding out his best friend was fucking his brother, which he says. Yeah, verbatim. And it shocked me a little bit, because I'm used to teen movies being a little bit more chaste than that. Um, and, but I think it's just to prove that, like, he's not mad because he wants to get with Elle. He's mad because of, like, it feels like a betrayal. And, like, they did keep secrets. It was messed up that they kept it that a secret. Oh, and for what? messed up. And for what? What was the goal? Nothing. I hate it. Nothing was accomplished. I mean, it did keep things exciting, but, like, that's gross. Probably, but also, like, isn't sneaking around in high school exciting anyway, even when you're not lying to your best friend? Because, presumably, you're, like, going behind your parents' backs? Yeah. So. I guess Molly Ringwald knows everything in that one. Molly Ringwald did seem to know everything, except that her sons were shit faces. They were the worst. Yeah, Yeah, they, they have the scene where, like, Lee finds out that his friend L has been sleeping with his older brother and he flips and he like calls her a slut and like accuses his brother of all kinds of things. To be fair, he didn't, mm, he didn't, mm, he says to his brother something along the lines of like, you made her one of your sluts. That sucks so hard though. It wasn't great. It wasn't, Great. And then he's like, oh, well, can you deny that you've been fucking my brother? I and know. I was like, buddy, cool it. Like, you're outside. People can hear. <laughs> and also, we can hear this you. This is so dramatic. And they got in, like, an actual, like, fight. And I was like, this yep. is too much aggression. And she's, like, crying. And I'm like, and what screaming. even is this about? Like, ugh. It felt very bad. It was. It was really bad. And and so at a point I was like, I was like, who raised these boys? And you were like, Molly Ringwald. And I was like, yeah, where did she mess up? Like, she messed up bad. Because, yeah, at one point he's like, Lee's trying to explain why he's so upset. And he was like, you were the one thing that, like, I had and he didn't have. And I was like. Oh, that was so bad. Buddy. That was so your bad. Your best friend is not a thing. Nope. Nope. What the hell? Also, maybe you should talk about your issues with your brother in therapy. Everybody we watched in these movies today, both movies, needs therapy. Yeah. I mean, I think teenagers in general, but especially, like, teenagers whose moms have died, Mm -hmm. who have weird anger management issues. Mm -hmm. Also, at one point, Joey King is like, am I just another one of your conquests? (laughs) Like, no 16-year-old girl has ever said the word conquest. Never. No, no, unless I was doing a project on Mexico. <laughs> Which I did, probably. <laughs> it was just... I took history of Latin America. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, it was... It's so weird when teen movies... You're like, an adult wrote this. Like, a teenager would never say that. Yeah. In a million years. Yeah. Yeah. Which so. I think it stands in contrast to... Um, blockers because that teen dialogue felt like actual teens yep and it was funny 
It did. Not such a success. In uh, the kissing booth. The kissing booth. Okay, what else did I write down? Um, also we should talk about Gingivitis Kid. Oh, Gingivitis Kid! <laughs> okay, yeah, before we get to the end. Okay, so they're proposing their idea. So, okay, so part of the movie is they are trying to come up with fundraiser ideas for the school carnival. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're raising money for the different school groups. Mm-hmm. But it's a private school. Yeah. They don't seem Just to need any money. I know. It, it, it seemed very weird. <laughs> the whole thing seemed very weird. But uh, Elle and Lee come up with the idea of kissing booth. So they are proposing the idea to the student council or the carnival. Yeah, student council. But whatever. Um, and they say, oh, our idea, our idea is a kissing booth. And this one kid flips his yeah. shit. <laughs> He's like, a kissing booth? No. Like, that is the cause of cold sores and gingivitis and all of these other things. And you're, I'm like, what's this kid's deal? Why is he kissing so much? Gingivitis. Yeah. So we called him gingivitis for the rest of for the rest of the movie. He turns out to be gay. Yeah, predictably the subplot there is that the reason he's up in arms about kissing is that he's actually gay and still figuring that out for himself. Which is good foreshadowing for the next movie. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um... Also, one of the plot points, the first fight that we see Noah get in is because Joey King's character, mm-hmm. Elle, all of her uniform pants are at the dry cleaners mm-hmm. and she bends over and splits the ass mm-hmm. of a, her last pair of pants. So she has to wear a skirt from the ninth grade that doesn't cover her ass, like mm-hmm. literally does not cover her ass, but she wears it anyway. I feel like you could have worn jeans and just dealt with... Yeah. I mean, if you're going to get school school uh, dress code like but, violation anyway, you might as well be wearing casual clothes that cover your whole body. Yeah. Because she wasn't comfortable in that. No, like, she kept trying to pull it down, which made yeah. sense because you could see her fucking underwear. Uh-huh. Anyway, you can see her underwear. Everyone's staring at her when she walks up to the school and this guy like slaps her ass yeah, or something. Very inappropriate. Oh, of course. But also like you should wear clothes that cover your underwear. Just saying. Um, not to say that's ever justified. No, she but did like, not deserve it. No. But also you should wear clothes that cover mm-hmm. your underwear at school. Yeah. So yeah, the principal ended up punishing the kid for like, you know, physically hitting another student, which was fucked up. Yep. But also he was like, yeah, like I also have to get you on the dress code because we can see your underwear. Yeah. Um... Anyway, he, the guy who hits her, who sparks the first fight because no one beats him up, uh, I said looks like pre-glow-up Neville Longbottom. Oh. He had the worst hair and the worst teeth, but like, yeah, there if you, was... Yeah, like, stretched him out and put a bad wig on him, yeah. But there was some potential there. Maybe. <sighs> I mean, do you think, like, Chamber of Secrets Neville had any potential? No. no. But then he looks... Matthew, Matthew, what's his last name? I don't know. I'm going to look it up because that's really going to bother me now. He was also in uh, that movie with Sam Claflin and Amelia Clark. Uh, the one where he's in a chair? The one when he's in a wheelchair. Me Before You? Me Before You. I've read that book. I don't know why it took me so long to... Okay. Um, Neville. Matthew... Matthew Lewis. Ah. Google comes to my rescue. Um, anyway, he looked like pre-glow-up Matthew Lewis, but, like, 
as already an adult, so probably yeah. there's no glow up. Yeah, like, there's two, 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 there's a forked path of adolescence, and the, the same exact looking kid can become a Matthew Lewis, mm-hmm. or he can become this guy from this movie. <laughs> Okay, another thing I wrote down. So she has, Elle has a nickname for these three popular girls in her class. She calls them the OMG girls because their names are Olivia, Mia, and Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Um, and they say, oh my God, a lot. They do say, oh my God, a lot. And they're talking to her because she had the whole like outfit thing happen. And so she. Yeah, they're like, ooh, you're, you're hot cool now. now. So I yeah, guess we have to be like friends. <laughs> and so they have this whole interaction and then they leave and she's like, when did they eat those? Because they left the three bananas, banana yeah. peels. And it reminded me of Rachel's season of The Bachelorette with the um, the blow up between Waboom and the oh, other no. guy. Oh, no. When Waboom is like, you're standing over me eating a banana. <laughs> oh, and he's no. like, I'm keto. I don't eat carbs. Oh, I would no. never eat a banana. It reminded me of that, and I kind of lost it. Oh, I, I had blocked that from my memory. That kills me every time. Whew. Okay, anyway, that's just what I think of when I think of bananas now, is their little, I don't know, thing that happened. Um, other things I wrote down, Hot Braveheart. She's covered oh, yeah. in paint, and she goes into the boys' locker room. That was puzzling. So they have a really weird power struggle. It kind of reminded me, I've been rewatching The Vampire Diaries, and her interaction with Noah reminded me of a lot of the interactions Elena and Damon have, where he's telling her to do something, and she's like, you can't tell me what to do. And he's like, no, like, I'm looking out for your best interests. Um, And it turns into this, like, really stupid power struggle. Mm -hmm. Because both sides are being stupid. Yeah. Because it's like, Elena... Damon just doesn't want you to die. Yeah. Like, it's pretty straightforward. But also, like, no one likes being told what to do. So yeah. it was one of those, but, like, way lower stakes because there are no original vampires trying to kill everyone. <laughs> you know? Like, I know. I know. That's why I said at one point, I was like, this is like if somebody, like, at the same time as E.L. James was writing Fifty Shades of Grey, watched Twilight, and I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, write my own version of this. But it's a 15-year-old girl who's not into the stuff that E.L. James purports to be into. Mm-hmm. Is instead into, like, weird high school drama. Yep. That's this movie. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, yeah, Noah is a cross between Edward and Jacob. Like, he rides a motorcycle. Yeah. He's very controlling. Uh-huh. He's broodingly sexy. Anger issues. Yeah, and, he, like, they've known each other for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, anger issues, yeah, and, and uh, it sucks. I don't like it. Yeah, the whole thing sucked. Yeah. It really... We don't it, recommend it. It sucked in a whole new ways so that I wasn't even used to movies sucking. No. And the weird thing was, I kept being like, how is this movie going to end? Like... We kept, like, approaching a climax, and I was like, oh, okay, this might be, like, close to the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and then we'd be halfway through you the movie, the and I was like, the prom would have been the end, but it wasn't. Yeah. Like, he does this, like, Noah's like, actually, I love you, and I'm going to tell you in front of the whole school, and she's just like, I can't. And she walks away. And I'm like, well, that could have been the ending, but I guess we're stuck with the rest and of the And then the ending was super weird, because it was this, like, 
syrupy sweet we spend the whole summer together i know or he went off to harvard and then he leaves for school and she's like oh like maybe we can make it and then she's like or maybe we can't like what they break up over thanksgiving or before that she is all she's walking out of the airport and she's like well i guess that's over I hated it. Oh my god. It. it had like no redeeming quality, that movie. Can we talk? At the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, not even at the end, she's coming down the stairs in her prom dress and her, oh, her dad's yeah. there waiting for her. And out of nowhere, there's this curly haired child who <laughs> has not appeared in the film before. And you're like, does she have a brother? And I was like, that wasn't in her like, this is me montage. And he hasn't appeared in any scene since. And he's just there. He's like, he's like that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where like, Dawn just shows Dawn up. just shows up and they all act like it's normal. Like that's what it was like. He doesn't have a name. I don't think he has he a name. He didn't have a name. He was just this curly haired little kid. Yeah. So I have a conspiracy theory that her widower dad was like dating a new lady and that's her son but it's a subplot that they cut because it would have had a theme of like, Hey, I'm seeing, I'm dating somebody and I have been hiding it from you Yeah, and I don't want to hurt you anymore. So I'm going to tell you about it, but they cut it. So the whole movie doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's weird because some parts I was like, wow, this has like a surprisingly high production value for a movie like this. And then there's just like a kid who pops up out of nowhere. Do you know how much it costs to hire a child? No. Like a lot because they can't work the full day. Oh. Well, that's why he was only in one on scene. He literally well, was just, just there to watch her walk down the stairs. They could have refilmed the walking down the stairs without the kid and they wouldn't have had to pay him anything. Uh, well, they would have had to pay him for his time, but like not as much. I genuinely don't know. He had lines, I think. Did he? I don't know. I don't remember. At if all. he had lines, they had to pay him more. I'm not an expert. I only well, know. Well, they rumors. did film this movie in South Africa, so. <laughs> He just gathered a child off the street and you're like, Girl, stop. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know. At one point, I told Anne that because, again, I listened to the episode of The Lady Gang that Joey King was on and found out that they filmed the movie in South Africa. And I was like, is it, like, cheaper to film in South Africa? And Anne was like, maybe some of the actors are South African. They're not. Maybe a couple of them were. Like, some of the parents had accents I couldn't place. But none of the main kids were. Like, Joy King no. is American. Her love interest is Australian. Maybe production labor is cheaper. Like, all the camera people. But why wouldn't you just go to but Vancouver? But there's, there's got to be union stuff with that. Like, you can't just, like... Ship people off to South Africa and be like, whatever. Yeah, because I feel like the film industry unions are the very active. Yeah, they are. I don't know enough about this. If you know enough about this... Tweet us Tweet at Vodka Lemstand. <laughs> we want to know, why would you choose to film in South Africa instead of in your backyard, Los Angeles, where the movie is set? And I get that filming in South Africa is expensive, which is why everyone films in Vancouver. Why didn't you film in Vancouver? Yeah, I feel like it'd be hard to make Vancouver pass for South Africa, but you could or still you do it. you mean Los Angeles? Yes. <laughs> But also, it didn't need to be set in L.A. Like, it could have been set anywhere. It could have been right? set in like, Seattle, and you could have filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. 
or Portland or Vancouver. I don't want this movie set in Portland. Like, I don't want this movie having anything to do with Portland. You couldn't have ridden a motorcycle that much. Although the rain scene would have been much Ooh, more. The rain scene. Yeah, I'm conflicted about it because he looked so he good. He looked really good wet, but also he was like craning over her. Like hulking over her in a way weird. that made me feel weird. That was very and it weird. was it was an issue of a lot of things: casting, camera oh, angles, costuming. And costume. The three scenes. <laughs> because if she had been wearing heels, if they had filmed from slightly different camera angles, and if they had just cast it from people, it would have felt fine. But it felt like a like a twenty seven year old and a fourteen year old, even though the actors Joey are only King two years apart. Looks so young. Mm-hmm. It's she not her fault. It's not her fault. Like she's going to make a lot of money off that baby face. But yeah. it didn't work in this movie. It didn't work in this movie. Or, you know, she was less of the issue cuz she looked age appropriate. The guy was the issue. Yeah, and he's only 20, but he's like he's like a NFL 20. Like he looks very yeah. rugged. Dopey but rugged. Mhm. I don't know, man. I we don't recommend it. Like, please don't watch this movie unless you want to make yourself angry. Yeah. Unless you're trying to understand, like, what the teens are into. Because people are super into this movie. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm a teen and I just want to see people making out and also, like, having sex and having a relationship in a way that's yeah. not super judgmental until Lee has his flip out. Yeah. But I guess great. that's not about sex, so it's still... Yeah. But it's, there's a lot of parts where I'm just like, this feels bad. No, it did feel bad. And maybe I wouldn't have felt bad about it if I was still 15, but I feel bad about it now. Well, so we have more life experience. We, like, I was an idiot when I was 16. I'm sure you were an idiot when you were 16. Like, especially where romance is involved. Definitely. You're so naive and you're so. Yeah. Secret romance. Keep it away for, keep it a secret from my best friend. Oh yeah. Totally. Let's do it. Yeah. And I'm like, now I know from experience, like. That's the worst move. Yep. That's a friendship ender. Like, yep. be transparent about this. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. It's very cringy. The whole movie is cringy. Okay, one more thing about the kissing booth before we move on. Just because I think this is a funny fact. So, the people who played Elle and Lee, Joey King and whatever the guy's name is, played Dance Dance Revolution for two to three hours before filming every day. That's so much time. I know! It's like... Couldn't you have replaced that? I guess, I guess that was so integral to the original story. And also, like, you get sweaty. Did mm-hmm. they do that before hair and makeup? Practicing? Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's one way to stay fit. If you got you two know. hours of Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to put quarters in it. Anyway, I just thought that was a fun fact that I learned from the 17. If you're obsessed with the kissing booth, these are all the things you need to know. Would you be obsessed with this? Dude, I don't know, but they are. Uh, the teens are obsessed with this movie. This is movie. like the first thing I disagree with Gen Z on because I, I even get the Tide Pod thing. I'm like, that makes sense to me. Kissing Booth doesn't make sense to me. I think it is that like romanticized love comes before everything else. Bullshit, bullshit. I guess. You know? They're like, we love each other. And I'm like, you're in high school. Like, this is going <laughs> to last exactly that. 30 more they days. They don't know. They're just like, I can see myself as Joey and that guy's so hot and love conquers all, you know, like it's one of those. And making a face right now. Anyway, we can stop talking about the kissing booth now. So I have some games and I also have, well, the entire second movie that we watched. 
Do you want to break with a game? Do you want to go? Let's play a game. Okay. So here I have several games. Um, Some of them aren't really games. Games is a strong (laughs) word. Um, But the things I think we should do, I have favorite teen movie, favorite teen heartthrob, who would play our romantic counterpart in the teen rom-com of our lives, and dream rom-com cast. Oh my. Do any of those hold any appeal to you right now? I feel like the our romantic counterpart in the teen rom-com of our lives. Mm Mm-hmm. That one intrigues me. Okay. And it doesn't have to be, like, your life, your life. But, like, yeah. Dreamcast. Okay. So, it's, like, my version where I'm 15 and I'm writing my version yep. of The Kissing Booth. Who is your romantic I'm counterpart. Mm-hmm. And I do a different plot. Cause or your Rachel Lake Cook. Or your Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Or your... Yeah. Who's my, who's my romantic yeah. part? Like, opposite. And I, can I pick, like, anybody? Do they yeah. have to be around my age? I think so. so. I think it can be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you want to narrow it down it can be like people who are age appropriate they should yeah they should be in like a teen film yeah that makes sense to me okay my goodness did you like make this game having an idea of what your no would be? i didn't okay then we're gonna spend a little bit of time deliberating because okay. that's a lot of freedom it is a lot of freedom except i already know mine okay well, come on just tell me mine that. is harry styles oh yeah of Duh. course it is because Sean Mendes is too young. He is. But he's very tall. <laughs> we can go by the kissing booth principle. If they're tall enough, it's fine. Yeah. Um, no, Sean Mendes is 19. Lita's about to turn 26. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Um, but Harry Styles is either 23 or 24, mm-hmm. which is more appropriate. I once wrote three quarters of a rom-com screenplay in which he was the romantic lead. So you definitely know your answer already. I didn't think about it while I was writing that question, but almost immediately I was like, duh, it's Harry Um, I feel like I'm putting myself back in the place of, like, where I was as a teen and what I, like, told myself, like, my type was and what I was, like, you know, excited about to see on TV. And I think I would go with um, Adam Brody. Oh, Okay. Because he's got the, like, dark curls mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I was very into at the time and always kind of, like, pictured being, like, my ideal boyfriend. Mm. But not his character on the OC. But I can't think of another thing Adam Brody's been in that I'm like, oh, yeah, him. That was, like, but his... But it doesn't matter because I'm casting him in my film. Yeah. And he, he gets can to be, be whatever, whatever kind of yep. character I want. Yep. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. I want to pick another one just because Harry Styles is, like, very much Lita now mm-hmm. versus Lita when she was a teen. Mm-hmm. So Lita, when she was a teen, would have cast Benjamin McKenzie, who played Ryan Atwood in the OC. He was my first, like, big, big, big crush after Daniel Radcliffe. But I feel like that was conflated with how much I loved Harry Potter, and it was, like, really confusing. Um, But Benjamin McKenzie. And as Becca would point out, if she were here, she'd be like, Lita loves a boat shoe, because Lita does love a boat shoe. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely do. Well, if, okay, so if you got to do one Lita then and Lita now, uh-huh. I did an and then. For mm-hmm. an and now. Ooh. For an and now, the counterpart in my rom-com is Aaliyah Choquette uh, from oh, yeah. like, Arrested Development and a bunch of stuff since then. Yeah. Um, I've just been watching a lot of her movies lately, oh. and I rewatched that episode that she's in Broad City. Mm-hmm. And so the rom-com would just be like that episode of Broad City, but I'm Alana Glazer. I like it. Yeah. I like it. 
It's funny because Anne has like evolved and I am still a teen girl at heart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've evolved that much. (laughs) Okay, let's move into Alex's strange love and then we can play more of these games. Excellent. We think it's fun. Okay. Alex Strangelove was a movie I read about a couple weeks ago, and I was like, Anne, we have to watch this movie. Because the way it was billed, and I don't think this is exactly accurate, but the way it was billed to me was that a guy, like, seeks out to lose his virginity on prom night, and then, like, sexual identity crisis and question mark. Which, I think the movie's a lot more complicated than that. yeah. Because it didn't really have that much to do with prom. Also, they I think lost Netflix, their virginities before prom. Netflix struggles with trailers. Well, this was just like a description. I never watched the trailer, and, and descriptions. actually. Yeah. But I think trailers, too. Because there was like one like cowboy series on Netflix that like looks super badass in the trailer, and then you watch it and it's garbage. Oh. I forget what it's called. That sucks. So. Okay. The plot of Alex Strangelove. Alex is friends, or makes friends with this girl, Claire, because she's drawing an octopus. Yeah. A very particular kind of octopus. And he's like, oh my god, it's that kind of octopus. And... They have a mutual love of marine life. Yes, exactly. So they become friends, they start dressing up in ridiculous costumes to go to school dances, and then they start dating. Mm -hmm. They have a YouTube channel. Yes, called... Savage Kingdom. Savage Kingdom. Something like that. So... He gets called out. Alex gets called out because she wants to go to Bone Zone mm-hmm. and he's putting it off or thinks it should be meaningful or whatever. Yeah. And so she calls him out in front of all of his friends and mm-hmm. it's very funny. It is actually. That's a real written scene. Oh, sorry. I should pull up my notes for this too because I think I wrote something about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Two of the quotes from that scene. It's the 21st century. Everyone's gay. I repeated that throughout the movie because I'm like, that's true. Actually, I don't think this was the same scene, but it was like a concurrent mm, scene. Yeah. And then my favorite part. Claire has exited, but he's there to fend for himself Oh, yeah, exactly. So it's like right after. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make this whole joke about how he has no dick anymore. <laughs> And so, first they've made the joke that he's gay, which, of Mm -hmm. course, teen boys will do. And then um, he's like, wait, am I gay or do I have no dick? And the guys are like, both. Good luck being gay with no dick. You know, that was a fun joke. It was a really good... Because it wasn't that offensive Mm -hmm. as far as, like... You're not hurting anybody with that joke except for the intended target, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, also, Claire's mom dies of cancer, which is R. only relevant Wait, because... she doesn't die. She's just sick. Oh, yeah, she's just sick. Yeah. But there's another, like, teen cancer Yeah, she's... Line. Her mom is often in the hospital, and it's a big part of her, like, emotional life that isn't centered because the movie's about, like, Alex, and he gets called out for, like, being like, hey, not everything's about you. And so that's not kind of Which nice, is true. Actually. Which is absolutely true. Another thing it has in common with the movie above is that they play totally era-inappropriate music. They play mm-hmm. Sister Christian. Sister Christian. Yeah. Um, there's one night where they're supposed to go to a dance, and I called this out because I was like, I don't even get this. Oh, yeah. Um, Alex and Claire are all planning to go to this dance, and this is their thing. They go to dances dressed up. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to a dance dressed up as Sid and Nancy. Vicious. And I'm like, I barely get that reference i didn't get it I all i think it's vaguely related to some kind of murder i don't know for sure how they these kids are not gonna n- understand 
Sid Vicious and Nancy. Like, that's nope. just, no. I had to look it up. It's about the sex pistols. Uh, news to me. I, I re- I, only because I read the Wikipedia entry. Exactly. So they were together and they were addicted to heroin. Oh my. And he announces that he wants to get off of heroin. And she's like, please kill me. And she attacks him and then he kills her. Oh, and that's no. the story. And that's then the police story. drag him out of the hotel okay. room where she's Yeah, because I was like, first of all, like, I only know enough about this story to know it's inappropriate costume. Yep. And anyway, a more timely reference would have been Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. And even then, it's still... Also, that's still I beyond their barely time. barely get. They could and, have been anyone. Uh, no, it, it sucks. So, that was a... Love, Simon up. did costumes better. They did. They did. Post-presidency, Barack Obama is still Perfect. the best costume that's ever happened. That's still the best costume ever. Or, like, that was more... Because the Beatles are much more, I think relevant teens love the beatles everyone loves the beatles i love the beatles when i was a teen yeah now that i'm older i don't love the beatles i mean that's totally fine but like the beatles are iconic in a way that the sex pistols are not yeah the beatles were the one direction of their time (laughs) that's actually very accurate women would like faint. no that's so legit um but going as um lennon John, John Lennon mm-hmm. and Yoko Ono. Mm-hmm. I said Lennon and then I thought John Legend and then I got really confused and was like, wait, what's his first name? John is <laughs> John. Um, that I think is a reference that carries more so than Sid and Nancy. Indeed. Because I knew, I knew who the Beatles were. I did not know who Sid and Nancy were when I was a teen. Yeah. So anyway, long story short. Poor costume choices. Mm-hmm. Okay, other things about Alex Strangelove. Um, oh, also when they're ribbing on his sexuality. No, this isn't when they're ribbing on his sexuality. This is when he's in the room smoking weed mm-hmm. with the girl. Elliot and, and the, the guy. Other girl. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed fun. And they're talking about, because he says, oh, you guys are such a cute couple. And she's like, oh, no, like, we're not a couple. If only he were straight. If yeah. only he were straight. Or, or bi. bi or, or poly. poly. <laughs> this new thing that the kids are doing. Yeah, she says, oh, yeah. He's like, what's poly? And she's like, it's this new thing that the kids <laughs> at our high school are experimenting with. And I turn to Lita and I'm like, yeah, this totally new thing that these kids totally invented. Also, like, polyamory has nothing to do with sexual orientation. Yeah, yeah. If, if he were poly, he could still be gay gay and yep. not into you girl you're right she meant pan so, yeah I she should, just said she poly. Pan. yeah it was or maybe they wanted to make that joke so I they suppose. just went with it i, I don't know um so this comes from a party that alex and claire go to and they bring their friend del mm-hmm. and there's del's a riot del's a riot del. and they have this whole thing where they're like don't tell del it's a drama kid party (laughs) Um, and one of the most unexpected i think plot lines in this movie was the like psychedelic frog yeah so this kid gets an 1100 dollars frog off the internet that causes some sort of like psychedelic reaction when you lick it and dal does that Mm -hmm. and just has an evening what at, one point, evening. <laughs> at one point they're playing that like you know quintessential drama yeah. game where they're like throwing something at one another and they're making noises yeah and it's kind of ma- like a zip zap zop but yeah. it's whatever noise you want 
Um, and he is the recipient of the thing. And actually, it's imaginary, but because he's tripping, he thinks it's a real thing that's, like, strangling him. Yeah. At first, it's a ball of fire, and then when he gets it, it's a skull, and then the skull turns into lizard eyes, and the lizard eyes turn into a frog, and then the frog grabs his throat. Like, this is his trip. And so he's, like, flailing around, and you see it from the other kid's perspective, where he's just, like, freaking out, holding nothing. And one of the kids (laughs) is like, wow, he's he's amazing. Was he in Pippin? (laughs) And it we lost our shit. Riot. It was so funny. So much. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my god. Okay. Um, okay. Another really. Okay. When was this? And you have to remind me because all I remember was I was about to get us new drinks and I heard this line and we both started freaking out, which was when someone said, "Do you listen to Panic at the mm-hmm. Disco and jerk off to pictures of vampires?" Yes. The context here okay. is. Uh, Alex is having a very confusing experience. Like, he's just gone to a concert with Elliot from the party, and they had, like, a really good time and, like, some chemistry, and he's feeling this and knowing that it's, like, sexual chemistry, but he's confused about it. He's like, this doesn't make sense. Like, and I had this plan next week to have sex with my girlfriend, and and I'm, like, all worked up about that, so I don't really know what the deal is. And so he's, like, staring at cereal boxes and being like, am I gay? Am I straight? Am I bi? And so he's, like... Uh, he says, like, I'm bisexual. Like, he's trying that out. He's trying it on for size. And so for, like, a day, he goes and he hangs out with his best friend. He's like, hey, I, Del, I think I'm I'm bi. Like, I'm bi. And Del's like, mm, no, you're not. And we're like, okay, buddy, like, hear him out. But Del makes this fun comment, like, okay, well, if you're bi, then do you listen to Panic at the Disco <laughs> and jerk off to, like, pictures of vampires? And I was like, I feel so called out right now. <laughs> because as a bi person, the answer is yes. <laughs> For and me. then, to me, I was like, wait, what vampires? There are so many vampires you <laughs> there can There literally from. are, but for me, um, at times when I was, like, you know, up to listening to Panky the Disco and doing activities, <laughs> it would have been True Blood uh, and the vampires I like best from True Blood. At the time, I think I was mostly focused on Alexander Skarsgård, but now I'm more and more appreciating how much I was also into Evan Rachel Wood. Vampire Queen of Louisiana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a great line. That was so yeah. Great. It had me like clutching my shoulders and shrieking. That's how funny it was. It was really funny. I had to like put our empty glasses down <laughs> to freak out before I could refill them. Yeah, because I'm rewatching the Vampire Diaries right now yeah. and also felt similarly attacked. Panic at the Disco and vampires are bi culture. <laughs> they are. Mm-hmm. They really. It's funny because vampires, with the exception of, I think, Shadowhunters now, have kind of faded from the cultural consciousness, Mm -hmm. but they were such a big part of, like, mid-2000s to Mm mid-2010s. Like, that decade was all about the vampires, Mm -hmm. between Twilight and True Blood and Vampire Diaries Mm -hmm. and everything else. Vampire Academy. (laughs) <laughs> vampire academy and the movie the mortal instruments mm-hmm. um there were so many vampires so you could be jerking off to so many different people so many options and you could even throw back you could do some Anne rice stuff the you vampire could. lestat and queen of the damned was also mm-hmm. a big favorite of mm-hmm. mine mm-hmm. So. okay what else about alex strange love okay actually one thing is i mean all teens but specifically male identifying teens do not know how to handle their emotions no. they're big big babies alex's default was to like 
anytime anybody would even imply that he was gay, he would get so mad and lash out at them. Yep. And really defensive, like awkwardly defensive. Yeah, like, cool it. You're escalating the situation so much right now. And it reminded me so much of Love, Simon in that, like, why are you being so defensive because because this is so much more normalized and comparably to love simon like this was a very affluent presumably like Mm -hmm. relatively liberal yeah group or community seemed like surprised that elliot's dad kicked him out he's like what he kicked you out yeah yeah so i don't know i guess that's kind of an interesting thread running through these movies is like you're freaking out about being gay but why are you freaking out about being gay i i related to alex because he is like a like a type a person he says at one point like i'm a planner and i was like i'm a planner yeah and so he's sort of like okay here's what's gonna happen like i had this plan we we're gonna like rent get, get a hotel room with Claire and then that's gonna happen and then like we're gonna go to columbia together and like that's how it's gonna go mm-hmm. and so this whole like what feels to him like um a detour and to like, yeah. wait, am I bi? Am I gay? He's like, I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't, like, going to ask myself these questions. This is throwing a wrench in my other plans. And nothing seems to make sense anymore. So he's, like, feeling very at sea. Which you could just sort of be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to accept it as it comes and, like, roll with it. That's Alex isn't not that person. He's like, he's like not, no! Stop diverting me from my plan. I'm going to go back to my plan. But then he also ruins his fucking plan when he's having sex with Claire. And he's like, isn't it weird having sex with your best friend? And she's like, what? Yeah, that was an odd thing to say. But, you know, people say odd things, too. People say odd things when they're doing things that they don't want to be doing. (laughs) I flashed back to this one scene where... Alex, I suppose, is rehearsing his dirty talk. Oh, no. To his stuffed proboscis monkey animal? It I'm was speechless. really bad. It was <laughs> It was. It feels really very bad. uncomfortable because it was, like, so personal. Yeah. And outside of, like, a sexy context dirty talk sucks yeah also maybe when you're a virgin dirty talk is not the first thing you should be thinking mm, of exploring yeah, save that bit. like if you're talking it should be like is this okay how do you feel should i do that instead what do you want or like very very moderate like oh my gosh this feels so good you're so you yeah, know like affirmative like hey do what you're doing now that feels good yes yeah but not the like whatever no. bullshit no, 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 he was saying is not okay yeah. Like, no one in high school, I think, he should dirty some talk. words I wasn't prepared for. No. My ears were burning. I don't even think I heard all of it, because I was so uncomfortable. I was, like, we were physically shrieking. blocking it out. <laughs> and between shrieks, he would say stuff, and I was like, ah, <laughs> no! Really so maybe, bad. I was going to say, maybe I'll watch it again and, and fast forward <laughs> through that part, or listen no, to it more no, gently. No, I think I'll watch it again, and I'll, I'll actually watch the parts that I was shrieking over. Mm. There was a lot of shrieking. There was a lot of shrieking, but like very different shrieking than the kissing booth. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is so bad and I'm, I feel bad about it. It was like, I was like, oh, this is so personal and uncomfortable, but also, yeah. Relatable and it. understandable. Yeah. I think there was a kind of similar moment when um, Alex runs into Elliot at the drugstore and he's trying to buy condoms and he's like holding magnums and we're like, okay, Alex, like, <laughs> I'm no. like, buddy, Alex, I don't think so. Like, I don't know you, but no, no. Um, and so Elliot 
gives him a ride and they're going somewhere. Yeah, I guess they just hang out. There's no real point to it. No, and then Elliot takes him to his house. Yeah, they and hang out and they, they watch a Bee Gees video. hang out. And then Elliot's... I mean, okay, this was definitely two parties playing when... Elliot was like, come, come sit over here. And that was like a re- like, oh my God, like we've all been there. It's an invitation. It's, yeah. It's a come on for sure. Yeah. Um, and Alex goes and sits by him. Oh, but on the corner of the bed. On the like corner of the bed. Away. Facing away from him too. Yeah. And Elliot kind of makes fun of him and like turns his back to him and he's like, oh, do, do you want to come closer? Like, And then they sit back to back. Mm-hmm. And then Elliot like turns to face him. And, and then Alex about the just like attacks his face. Ooh! He just like goes for it. It was really hot. It was surprisingly hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then has the biggest bitch baby. Yeah, he stops freak it. Freak out. Made hot make out. And he's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. And he's like, I have a girlfriend. I'm losing tense. my virginity to her in 29 hours. Yeah, like, these things are true. But also, like, it can also be true that, like, I like that just now. Yeah. And he does all the bullshit stuff. Like, I was just giving you what you wanted. And, like, Mm-mm. yeah, it was really Mm-mm. bad. It was... Very bad. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, we've all been in situations, I think, when we've done something because we thought the other person wanted to. But, like, very rarely do you make the first move when you don't want to. Yeah, and even if, like, I make the first move based on, like, an assumption I made, I own that decision. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I misinterpreted the signal. Well, I did it anyway. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, I was just doing what you wanted. Blah, 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 blah. And that's when my 25, almost 26-year-old self is like, wow, teens should not be having sex. They have no ability to, like, own their emotions <laughs> at all. Uh, at all. They all need therapy. All of them. All of them. All of them, Yeah. I was gonna say I was like Alex needs like a sibling or like a best friend who's not gonna tell him that his dick has fallen off to just like vent to and I guess the problem is that his best friend was his girlfriend Claire that he was like trying to maybe have sex with yeah that wasn't great but he also probably could have talked to her about that stuff like that would have been if they hadn't been dating it, it probably, would have been mature yeah. <laughs> and you know he's just not mature enough okay one other thing that I wrote down so, at the end scene, they're at prom. Mm-hmm. And... Classic. Alex is going with Claire, but Claire invites Elliot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why, why would you do that? And she says, like, rightly, like, it's good for you, but it's also good for me. Like, mm-hmm. she's very much clearly trying to get over it. She needs some closure. Um, and I think creating that separation between boyfriend and friend by, like, setting up your ex-boyfriend with another dude mm-hmm. is probably really helpful. She was trying to be really big, and I think she was being really big, but I could also see that it hurt her Oh a my lot. gosh, the pain on her face was palpable. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, Alex freaks out, runs away to the bathroom. I realize, oh man, when you use the same bathroom as the person you're dating, you can't run away from them. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, so Elliot goes and um, confronts him in the bathroom, and then Alex is like, oh, it's a lot. Everyone's watching. Meh, mm-hmm. meh, meh. And Elliot's like, wow, I should I not mean, be here. I mean, it's tough when you feel watched. Oh, absolutely. In any situation. You're just like, I don't know how to act right now. I feel like people's eyes are on me, even when they're not. Especially when you don't invite it. Like, it's one thing when Simon 
put on the tumbler mm-hmm. that he wanted Blue to meet him at the Ferris wheel. Yeah. And so, of course, everyone was watching. But when you get ambushed with a date, a prom that you yeah. weren't expecting. Yeah, he wasn't planning for yeah, it. Yeah, it's, like, it's when very things don't unexpected. Go to his plan, he has to, so, like, reroute. That's very understandable. He's but like also, a very slow Google Maps. Don't Rerouting. be a dick. <laughs> Don't be a dick, though. Like, yeah, don't be. He be really treated Elliot kind of shitty. Yeah, it's impressive that Elliot still wanted anything to do with him at all. Elliot's one year out of high school. I would not have had patience with this trifling no eighteen year old boy. No, who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing? But maybe they live and in like a small had this town, whole weird. I totally forgot about the scene. Remember Sierra and Dakota and the scene where oh he has God. sex again. Mm, yeah or like makes an attempt at it yeah very unclear what's going on there and then tries horrible dirty talk again and it goes just as poorly as it went the first time just shut up (laughs) yeah save that for later (laughs) seriously save that for when you're 27 yeah it's always worth it to ask first yeah um but anyway elliot like runs away alex catches up with him and grabs him i don't know if they said anything I don't really remember. No, they just made out. Yeah, so they just started making out. And I was like, oh my god, like, they're in public. Like, that is, whoa. Because they were, like, going for it. Mm -hmm. And then it reminded me, I'm about to make a bachelor, like, a very old bachelorette reference. Okay. Perfect. So, you won't remember Andy's season of The Bachelorette. Because you didn't watch it. But, Andy's season, they were in, I think, Italy. And Mm -hmm. they took lie detector tests. Was Nick on this season? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Nick was the runner-up on this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they take lie detector tests, and the guy conducting the lie detector exam has a really thick accent. Um, and the question was, did you ever fight in public? But because his accent is so thick, everyone heard fart, not fight. Oh, my. So he was saying, like, did you ever fight in the public? But it did not sound like fight. And... It was like an end scene, like one of the blooper scenes that isn't in the episode, but is showing when the credits are rolling. And my cousin and I, when we were watching, rewound it like four times because it was so funny because it was showing the different guys' reaction to the question. And most of the time they would like laugh to themselves and say, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who has? Who among us has only farted in private? This is not a thing, but... (laughs) It just, every time I think the word's, like, in public, I'm like, did you have a fight in the public? And it just gets me every time. Oh, oh man. God. Um, anyway, but then they start making out, and then they start dancing, and I'm like, I would still be so pissed. I, I don't know. I like it's a yeah. very forgiving soul. He's maybe he can relate because he's been there or something where he like knows to be patient with this person, but I wouldn't have the patience. Nope, I'd be like, bye, mm-hmm. <laughs> see ya. You're a big pain in the ass. The actor who played uh, Elliot was in this really hilarious and fun YouTube series, and it's called uh, The Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Galdo. Yes, that's the one. I thank you for looking that up for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which turned it was was great because it turned into a uh, Tumblr meme. Where it's basically a character named, like, Freckle from the series, like, flips their hair and is like, some things that are more expensive are worse. Um, 
and people would replace like expensive and worse with like different adjectives. It was like a precursor to the butterfly meme. Anyway, I loved it. Um, but he was the love interest in that series as well. And so I was like, oh yeah, it's that guy. I'm glad he's getting like work because I really enjoyed him in that YouTube series. Mm. He was quite delightful in this. Mm-hmm. He he was very charming. He's got a great smile. And the I don't know everything that he did. Like every little thing he did to come on to Alex just felt so like. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you called him out in the car when he did the like shushing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll have to remember that move because uh, Elliot is giving Alex a ride home from the concert, and it's like a concert for this band. I I said to Lita, I was like, Oh, I know this <laughs> band. The gay youth love this band. And, you know, as if I'm a member. I don't know. Am I? We'll figure it out. Um, I think. Mooney, M-U-N-I. I'm going to look it up. Not 100% sure. Uh, But they're performing in Brooklyn, and Elliot gives Alex a ride home, and uh, he's, like, driving him up to his doorstep, and Alex starts to say something, and he's like, shh, and he puts his finger on Alex's lips and says, I just want to listen to this song. And they, like, listen in in silence to the song on the radio, and the whole time Elliot's, like, slowly, ever so imperceptibly, like, leaning his face into Alex's personal space. And I was like, ooh, what a good move. I'll have to remember that for, like, when I want to kiss at the end of the night, hopefully. It was good. And the, you know, why don't you come sit over here? I was just like, ooh, ooh, been there. Yeah. Been there. But then it's like, somebody has to make the ultimate, like, actual first move, and it turned out to be Alex. But then he was rude about it. Then he sucked. This, Muna, that was the band. Not Mooney, M-U-N-A. Uh, the Spotify Out Now playlist oh, yeah. features Muna, so that's how you know the gay youth love it. The gay youths. Mm-hmm. So, the Rotten Tomato score for Alex Strangelove, in contrast, oh, 86% to The Kissing Booth 17. 17. <laughs> Which, I mean, Alex Strangelove was a delight. I yeah. don't know if I'd give it 86%. Yeah, it wasn't groundbreaking, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed Love, Simon more. Yeah. In a different... But I would watch them back to back. I would watch them. Yeah, no. Anne pointed that out. She was like, oh, this would be a really good double feature with Love, Simon. And I totally agree. You know, if you like angsty boys and coming of age sexuality tales, go for it. And I think part of the reason... Okay, I'm going to analyze this very, very quickly. I think the reason I love Love, Simon more is Simon was way less of a dick bag. That's true. I mean, he did shady things, but because he was being blackmailed, it wasn't like he just couldn't deal with his emotions. So he was an asshole. He's a better friend. He was a way better friend, and yeah, I don't know. He was just sweeter. I think that was part of my problem with Alex Strangelove was I was like, I don't like Alex that much. Alex kind of bugs me. I don't have a lot of patience for him when he's throwing a tantrum. Yeah. But I think he's a likable person, and he's got the Brendan Urie eyebrows that I love. He does have Brendan Urie eyebrows, yeah, but his I hair have... is so bad. <laughs> I was... I was a little disappointed at the end that he settles on, like, you know what? Now that I've, like, asked myself and figured it out and interrogated a little bit, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's not going to be bye. But that's fine. I just wanted him to mix the cereals. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I wanted. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like deciding. He's got like visions of different like labels on different cereal boxes, and Lita's like, just mix them. I know, right? Because <laughs> it was like heteros mm-hmm. and gay flakes yeah. or something, and I he was like, just pull, mix them. He didn't pull out a poly box. <laughs> no, he didn't. Because that has nothing silly. to do with anything. Yeah. Whatever. There was no pan. Anyway, box. it was. I would watch it again. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I would watch Love, Simon again before I would watch Alex Strange Love again, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy it. As Anne pointed out, I don't know if you've pointed it out as we've been recording, but pointed out several times while we were watching, these movies were raunchy AF and used a lot of fuck. Yeah. There was a lot of fuck it, in these somebody movies. Somebody said ass slapping. Oh yeah, ass slapping. And I was like, I was not The sister, prepared. Del's sister said cum weasel. Cum weasel. It was... <gasps> it, I mean, it's the kind of thing that people say in real life but i haven't really seen in a movie and for that i well, was like this is movie, like especially kind of refreshing but yeah. also i'm startled because our teen movies were like mean girls mm-hmm. and she's all that they had and... to make up new insults for those movies yeah. because they couldn't use cuss words and it was like makeover montage kiss at prom the end mm-hmm. you know there was no sex there was mm-hmm. no like the closest we got to sex in a teen movie was that Oh, sad. Okay, remember the asshole guy in She's All That was played by Paul Walker. Uh, R.I.P. Paul Walker. Yeah. Um, And he has this whole thing where he, like, gets hotel room and he's going to, like, bang Lainey. And that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so Freddie Prince Jr. is like, no, I have to save her even though she hates me because I only went after her because of Uh a bet. (laughs) It's so complicated. Um, But, like, that's, I feel like, as close as we got to sex in most teen movies of our time was like the bad guy yeah is trying to manipulate the girl into having sex with him mm-hmm. or like regina george was making out with that guy in the projection room yeah or her mom was trying to throw condoms at her mm-hmm. but like i don't know sex wasn't part of the plot in the same way no they're big parts of these plots and joey was like getting it or l l was getting it they were i mean they were like going at it like horny teenagers and i was like they got the horniness down like that was accurate mm-hmm. again teenagers don't don't go from zero to six which alex strangelove i feel like did better because yeah she really was like, had to ramp up to it yeah and she was like i've been trying to get you to deflower me for like eight months yeah and she's like hey like whenever we're like making out you always push the brakes like why is that yeah i appreciated her bringing that up and talking about it i feel like they could have done more of it so, any last things to say about Alex Strangelove? I'm satisfied. I recommend it. Yeah. I don't recommend the other one, Kissing, the kissing booth. booth. I do recommend this one. I did take so many notes during the Kissing Booth, though, because it was so outrageous. Uh-huh. It was a whole new territory of messed up. Okay. Dream rom-com cast. I kind of do want to do dream rom-com cast. Mm-hmm. Are these people, like, at their teen- teeniest? Can I do people from different eras? I think you can if you... Yeah, okay. I think so. I'm going to pick... How many, how many should we do? Like, how many characters? Yeah. I mean, I think you could just do the two love interests. Okay. I'm going to do, like, a love triangle. Okay, I'm ready. All right. After after much thought, okay. I have settled on my dream rom-com love triangle. Okay. And I haven't worked out the plot of this, but these are the people that will feature heavily in this film. Joseph Gordon-Levitt of 10 Things I Hate About uh-huh, You fame. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But with long hair... Kind of like when he was a kid in Third Rock from the Sun. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, so if mm-hmm. he had like the long hair from that, but was the age he was in Things I Hate About You or like a couple years older, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Okay. Uh, Eliza Dushku from Bring It On. Mm-hmm. Same as she was in Bring It On. Mm-hmm. Not how she was in True Lies. And Amanda Seyfried 
from oh, Mean Girls. She's got okay. those big blue eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you have a brunette, <laughs> like Eliza Dushku, you have to balance it with a blonde, apparently. So which that's way the does the um, love triangle go? Great question. I'm glad you asked. I feel like it's kind of Riverdale-esque Ooh. with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the Archie. Okay. Eliza Dushku as the Betty. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Seyfried. No, 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 no. Eliza Dushku is the Veronica. Amanda Seyfried is the Betty. Betty. And so there's just like a lot of tension. And we like the tension is like, how is this going to work out? But it, maybe in the end, it works out that Eliza Dushku and Amanda Seyfried end up together. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt has to deal. Who knows? I like that. It's my dream rom-com. That. Oh my gosh, of course it is. You can do whatever you want. Okay, I'm going to need some help. Because... I need help. <laughs> okay, so I'm envisioning like a true teen rom-com. Perfect. And I want my male lead to be Sean Mendes. Perfect. But I want him to have, again, like a male and female love interest situation, but I need help. Mm-hmm. Who In should this the love interest plot, be? Sean Mendes is bisexual. So. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I think you should put Yara Shahidi. She's just luminous. She's luminous. She's Iranian American. And she's on like the level of like, I'm in awe of you that I have for Shawn Mendes. Michelle Obama wrote her college recommendation. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about how that must look? Amazing. Yara. She just had prom. She is our Iranian princess. Gorgeous. Our black Iranian princess. Anyway. Okay, Yara Shahidi. Who is the other person? I'm having trouble coming up with a teen... I love they as need to much be like as 18, 19, Shawn 20, Mendes. Right? Yeah. I don't love age politics. I was like, oh, they could be older. And I was like, mm, I don't love that. <laughs> it's just to play it safe. I, I pick people who are generally the same age. Yeah. Like, what other teen guys are, like, cool right now? Oh, we're talking guys? Yeah, I want a guy and a girl. Because he's bi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas teen... for me... Oh, um... yeah. You had two of the ladies. Okay, 50 hottest teen male celebrities. IMDb. <laughs> Um, some of these are no longer teens, like Joe Jonas and yeah. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's in his 30s. Well, will there be anybody from the movies we've seen recently, like either ones we saw today or Love, Simon, or... I do love Nick Tom Robinson. Holland? I don't know. Tom Holland and Shawn Mendes, I can't see it. I just, I just can't see it. Okay, this list is from 2011. That's why everyone was 30. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here we go. Oh, Shawn Mendes is on this list. Harry Styles. No. Oh my gosh, these guys are all so white. Come mm-hmm. on, Hollywood. Mix it up a little. Oh my god, no. Not Ansel Elgort. But. <laughs> but what? But Ansel know. Elgort. Um, He's got a square jaw. Yeah, who else has been, like, in the news? Keenan Longsdale? I do like Keenan Lonsdale. I can kind of see Keenan Lonsdale and Shawn Mendes. But is that just because Shawn Mendes and Nick Robinson kind of look alike? Maybe. It could be, but I'm not upset about it. I feel like all the, so many of the teen stars are YouTubers. Okay, what other teen, okay, what shows, what teen shows are there right now? You'd think we would know this. This is kind of our <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we watch Shadowhunters. We watch Shadowhunters, except everyone's like 30. There's not a lot of young boys on the originals. It's mostly Older younger guys. Girls. Yeah, I'm like. I mean, Danielle Campbell's, like, really the yeah, only... Yeah, and that's, like, an interesting observation, but I'm gonna put it aside for now. Uh, what about, like, 
uh, Teen Wolf is like a little bit older. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the CW shows that are on right now. But again, everyone's kind of older, like Steve and Amel and Grant Gustin and is there and like justin baldoni okay freeform what's on freeform other than the bold type oh you know what we need to watch cloak and dagger oh, that yeah. came out we oh, need to about, watch that what about anybody from um runaways yes i thought about greg sulkin and i was like wait they look too similar i mean sean mendes and greg that's sulkin fine <laughs> it's just it feels kind of like narcissistic to fuck someone who looks like you that was what that episode of broad city was about oh was it <laughs> yeah. oh yeah um okay for now let's say keenan lonsdale yara shahidi and sean mendez i could get down with that i would watch that movie in a heartbeat i would too and then if we were to go back to my three quarters written harry styles rom-com i had imagined harry styles and either gina rodriguez Or, um, I also liked the idea of whatever happened to her, the girl who played Quinn in Glee, um, yeah, she's got a a face. She she does have a face. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name at all. It's soft and striking. Diana Agron. Yes, Diana Agron. But almost anyone, like anyone would look good with Harry Styles. Let's be honest. Hair flip, including myself. (laughs) <laughs> um but i like the yara shahidi sean mendez keenan lonsdale i think that's beautiful and very complicated and i don't even know what would happen i, I don't know. know the assignment was not to write the plot of the no, rom-com it was, it was to, to cast, cast the rom-com <laughs> okay so i'm glad we played those games for our signature game because oceans 8 came out mm-hmm. i thought we would pick out a few of Lovely. the ladies from oceans 8 and we had you still haven't seen this, right? I still not. I, I still either. not have seen this. I have not. Should we I see still it? Not have to, yeah, we should Let's see it. Let's see it. Um, okay. Oh, number one at box office. I've heard kind of mixed things, but I think it's still definitely worth seeing. So we could pick Rihanna. We could mm. pick Anne Hathaway. We could pick Sandra Bullock. We could pick um, Mindy Kaling. Mm. Mm-hmm. James Corden is in this movie? I suppose. Random. Okay. He plays Debbie's cousin sure doesn't matter yeah rihanna sandra bullock kate blanchett anne hathaway sarah paulson helena bonham carter mindy kaling mm. dakota fanning Aquafina. how many how many are we picking i think we should pick two to three i would vote for rihanna and mindy kaling okay i like it okay so i think we should pick their favorite either their favorite teen rom-com mm-hmm. Or their favorite character in a team rom. Mm-hmm. Teen rom-com words mm-hmm. are hard. Who do you want to start with? Mindy Kaling. Okay. Mindy. Mindy's a big romantic. That's the sense I get yes. from her book. Yeah. She's like the kind of person who loves love. And in the Mindy Project, like, that's one of the main characteristics of Mindy, the character, is she's obsessed with rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Like, obsessed. Mm-hmm. What teen rom-com would Mindy Kaling love? Actually, I know we've been talking about this already, but I kind of think she would love She's All That. Yeah? Why? Um, I think because it's so contrived. Like, She's All That <laughs> has the makeover montage. Mm-hmm. It has the you take off her glasses and she's beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It has the awkward jock who's, like, coming to terms with his feelings and is really conflicted because of his reputation. Mm-hmm. Has Paul Walker being a dick. Uh, and Gabrielle Union is in it too, mm-hmm. I think, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I feel like she's all that. 
is one of the quintessential rom-coms of the late 90s, early 2000s, and not only because it was one of the main um, inspirations for Not Another Teen Movie, Mm -hmm. where Chris Evans is complimenting... That's the thing where I mix up those two movies. Like, at the cast of them. Like, if you were like, yeah, Chris Evans from, like... Uh, she's all that. I'm like, yeah, that, that's no, true. That's true. It's from that not another teen movie because there's a scene that's mimicking the scene in She's All That where Freddie Prince Jr. is like complimenting her painting and he's like, oh, you know, you have your mom's eyes. And I can't remember who plays the girl in not another teen movie, but Chris Evans is like, oh, you have her eyes. And it's like stick figures with round <laughs> circle eyes. <laughs> and it's really funny. <laughs> Wow. Um, we should probably watch that drunk sometime. Yeah. Um, but I could definitely see she's all that. Yeah. For some reason, I'm connecting Mindy Kaling with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, I can see that. Like, I think Mindy Kaling enjoys good Reese Witherspoon movies. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing is, like, I'm like, oh, well, she loves Legally Blonde. But Legally Blonde isn't quite a teen movie. It's, it's she's, like, in grad school. Yeah, those were mostly, like, Reese Witherspoon movies were more, like, I think Sweet Home Alabama and, um, what were the Reese Witherspoon rom-coms? There was one called Election, but that wasn't a rom-com. Oh, yeah, I no. honestly hated it. So. I've never seen it. Honestly, I think Sweet Home Alabama is the, like, big Reese Witherspoon rom-com that I think of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna look up Reese Witherspoon to make sure we're not missing anything. Um, Reese Witherspoon movies. Perfect. Oh, okay. I don't think Mindy Kaling would... Well, maybe Mindy Kaling would be into this movie. Did you see Home Again? Mm-mm. The So it's not Nancy Myers. It's Nancy Myers' daughter mm-hmm. directed or wrote or directed and wrote. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This movie, Home Again, where Reese Witherspoon has a thing with a younger, like, early 20s guy. Oh, we'll She's, have to watch them. It's, I liked it. Like, it didn't get great reviews, but what rom-com gets great reviews first of all i enjoyed it a lot the aesthetics were really pretty and it was kind of cool seeing a woman in her you know late 40s how old is reese witherspoon she looks great for however she she looks fabulous um but she's got to be in her 40s because she has a teen daughter yes oh cruel intentions that was definitely not a rom-com just like heaven i didn't see just like heaven um I think she's early 40s. Early 40s? She yeah, she be. had her daughter when she was young. Um, with Ryan. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Reese Witherspoon is... I also think Mindy Kaling loves Clueless. 42, you're right. Um, Mindy, K- Mindy Kaling definitely loves Clueless. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Um, so all of the other rom-coms she was in were kind of dumb. Like... Mm. Four Christmases, and This Means War. Did you ever see This Means War? Terrible. I could not tell you for sure. Uh, um, I feel like Sweet Home Alabama was, until Home Again, like, the real, like, the only real rom-com rom-com mm. that she was in that wasn't dumb, that she was, like, the main person. Because she was also in Penelope. Penelope is a gem of a movie. Did you ever see I Penelope? I do adore Penelope. <laughs> James McAvoy. Oh, James he, McAvoy. He, he looks weird now. He was so cute in that movie, but now I see him and I'm like, you look weird. He's been in a lot of weird roles. He needs to be in Is another traditional rom-com role. Or I just need to rewatch it. Oh my gosh. Movie. Reese Witherspoon was in a movie called Twilight from 1998. <laughs> I feel like we should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That's Mindy. I say she's all that. You say 
a movie that Reese Witherspoon would be in. And or Clueless. And or Clueless. I like both of those. Okay. Um, Rihanna. Oh my god. That's hard. She's such an icon. She wouldn't be afraid of like a sex scene. No. In a teen movie. Which those are rare to begin with though. Or a sexy premise. Oh, I got it. I know what it is. Oh yeah? Uh, fuck. I don't remember the name of that. So I've... I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but mm-hmm. it just felt so true to me that I have to say it, okay. is that I think Rihanna would like John Tucker Must Die. I love John Tucker Must Die. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite I Hate Everyone movies. Yeah. And, and that's based on like the the vibe from Bitch Better Half My Money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that Rihanna loves yep. John Tucker Must Die. Yep. I see that. I totally see that. That's it. Ugh. I love that. I also love what's her face, um, Brittany. No, Snow. Yeah, Brittany, Brittany Snow. Snow. I was gonna say Brittany Murphy. I was like, that's no, not the right person. But she's Brittany from Clueless. I love Brittany Snow. I think she's great. Big crush. Big crush back in the day. Um, okay, I totally agree with that. But I want to see if something else sticks out at me so i'm literally googling teen romantic comedies some that are sticking out to me i could see she's the man Mm. i could also see easy a oh yeah that one's fun but i like john tucker must die i -hmm. like that a lot i like the revenge good yeah i'm satisfied but i think all of the movies that we're talking about have strong women who are like Fuck you, world, and yeah. like do their own shit. I love it. I think that's the running threat between it's all of those. A lot of movies. room for that in a rom-com. God, there are so many rom coms we should rewatch. I'm looking at this list and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that movie. Oh yeah, that movie. Did you know there's a The Prince and Me 4? Oh heavens. I found that out yesterday. I'm so tired just hearing that. <laughs> I only think it was made because of like the new, I don't know, attention to royalty. Royal weddings, yeah. Damn. I didn't even know there was a third one. There I didn't know there a was a second one. one. <laughs> I did know there was a second one because Julia Stiles did not come back for it. Oh, yeah. Um, also, what happened to Julia Stiles? She was on a season of Dexter that I didn't enjoy, and then I haven't seen her in a lot of things since then. Hmm. Well, I'll just always wonder. Yeah. Anything else to wrap up this episode? Save Shadowhunters. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like it's planned. Like it's a planned fourth season. Yeah. And that is the best way. I wouldn't like this to be just like cut off. But if since they like they know what's happening and they can be like, okay, we're gonna have a two part finale that we probably haven't even written yet. Yeah. I'm counting on it being awesome. But I'm also, sad. You know, I don't want it. I'm not ready for it to go away. I mean, I always knew it was short for this world. <laughs> but at the same, I was time, kind of amazing that I got four I'm, seasons. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and that means we do get to find out what happens to Clary because she's obviously not dead. No, there's no way she's dead. Um, in honor of Pride, there was a, like, best LGBTQ characters mm. list that I was looking at earlier today. And it was kind of bullshit because they paired couples together. It was, like, Callie in Arizona. You can be single and LGBT. Malik. And they, they were even called Malik. It wasn't, like, Magnus and Alec. It was, like, Malik. As a, they okay. have separate identities. Thank you very much. Magnus Bain is an icon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, we deserve more of a show with as much queer representation as that show has. Mm-hmm. Counting on it. But maybe other shows like Runaways 
I have no idea what Cloak and Dagger is going to be about, but we're going to watch it. We're going to report back. Make it gay. 20 gay mm-hmm. Everyone's gay. It's the 21st, <laughs> 21st century. century. Everyone's gay. I wonder if the microphone just picked up the sound of my hip cracking. <laughs> I think it did. I think I can see the spike right now. Okay, well, that's all for now. Um, Follow us at Vodka Lem Stand on Twitter. Uh, find our website, vodkalemonadestand.com. What else should people do? Uh, watch out for future episodes. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but Rate it's going to be great. Subscribe. Yeah. You should give us as glowing reviews as my father does. <laughs> uh, that's the bar. Yeah. Yeah. That's how obsessed with us you should surprisingly be. Surprisingly insightful. Also, we were hanging out, I think, was it this week when people were commenting on how they listened to our podcast and stuff? I was like, you guys are so funny. And I was like, oh. It, it might. Well, was it might that last week? Because we watched the, the Bachelorette premiere. That was two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And yeah, people were like, oh, yeah, I listened to that. And I was like, oh. Who else said they listened? It wasn't just Steph. Who else said that they listened to us? Other Maggie? She wasn't there. Well, not this week, but the week before. She wasn't there. Oh, then I had no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't think she was there. Steph does. Steph listens to us. She thinks we're hilarious. That's great. Shout, shout out, out to, to Steph. Steph. <laughs> also, shout out to Becca, our number one fan. Yeah. Um, one day, other Maggie will listen and she'll be like, oh my I God. Think, I no, I think, I think Maggie talked about other Maggie listening. Oh, you're right. Or how other you're Maggie right. was like talking about it to someone else. Yeah. Okay, I think good. that's what it was. And that's what I'm remembering. So together, we figured it out. Shout out to both Maggies. Shout out to everyone who listens and loves us. We love you. Oh. <laughs> keep telling people about us we appreciate it it yeah. makes us really emotional it's very good for our egos <sighs> really good and makes the time commitment worth it very good. and i mean we would do it anyway but we yeah. like the positive reinforcement it makes us feel good about ourselves absolutely so Yay. anyway rambles it's like 7 p.m on a sunday boom, boom. um okay catch you next time cheers cheers